All right, got some good news and bad news here. I want to tell you the good news. The Jaguars have needs that can be filled. I'll tell you about it in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, good people? I'm Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. I'm going to let you know that you can subscribe to the Locked On Jaguars podcast on YouTube. Make sure when you get there, you hit the bell uh, so you receive notifications each and every time we drop an episode. Also, like and subscribe as well. And then wherever you get your audio podcast, make sure you tap into that location every single day so that you don't miss an episode. Of course, we don't want you to miss an episode of Locked On Jaguars. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Also, a shout out to my everydayers for being everydayers, and you can be an everydayer too. Just be here every single day. How about that? All right, so what we're going to hit on today is need must align with good. So much talk about best player available and what the teams need. We got to figure out a way to make sure that need and good are in lockstep with each other and the Jaguars can get a good pick. I'll tell you how they can do that. Segment two, players in Mobile, Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl that the Jaguars need and could possibly get. Players that are too good to ignore. Maybe not at need positions, but just guys that are some of my favorites. And if you can see my thumbnail, you see Malachi Corley on that thumbnail. I think it is a need. It's just not a big of a priority. But I'm going to tell you why the Jaguars should not pass up certain players. We'll get into that as well. First and foremost, though, let's just establish this. What do the Jaguars need the most? They need good football players. Okay? That's first. All right? So, number one. Good players. I'm going to write it down as I said. Number two, the Jaguars uh, need good players who play on the lines of scrimmage. So line of scrimmage is the most important thing. The Jaguars need self-starters. They need guys that are going to always do more than the coaches are requiring of them in order to take that leap and that next step that this franchise has to learn how to take. And the way that you do that, is by drafting players that have certain characteristics. So we'll get into all that here on Locked on Jaguars and talk about it. Um, need must align with good. Let me let me tell you exactly what that means. You can't be so focused on the things that you need and want is that you pass up good players. So I'm going to give you a perfect example. Two years ago when I was talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars and some of the things that they needed. This is after the Urban Meyer year at the end of, what was that, 2021. Folks were in jest, I know it, sending me mock drafts and free agency lists. Well, all they had on there was wide receivers. They signed like the people would act like they were going to sign the top two or three wide outs in the league. And then in the first four rounds of their mock draft, they took all wide receivers. It's not realistic. That's not how it goes. And uh, I know what people were saying, though. 
And folks were saying, before you do anything, you better find one or two wide receivers. And I caution folks that it really doesn't work like that. Like no matter what your needs are, it's rare that your your needs are going to line up with what's available and your ability to get those things that are available. So that, you know, you you, got to make sure that you don't get so stubborn and caught up into that, that you refuse to sign good players when they're sitting right there in your face. Remember, if you don't sign them, if you don't draft them, you're going to have to play against them, right? And whether they meet a need or not, if they're really, really good players, then all of those guys you drafted that you quote unquote needed, you are going to have to beat them with those players. The other thing is, is you go back, it was wide receiver after 2021, after 2022, when I kept begging for offensive line and offensive line and revamping the the thought process of how they were going about their offensive line, I wanted big physical guys. It all came back to the Jaguars and the pass rush. So much that even at the end of your press conference this year, after both starters finished with double-digit sacks, 27 and a half sacks between those two, the question was still brought up about pass rush. Literally because it's a question that you've been wanting to ask Trent Baalke all year, but he danced around it when he honestly could have peacocked a little bit and said, where everybody wanted me to go get a starter at pass rush. It's real easy. The guys that everyone says I should have signed wanted to be paid as starters. They weren't going to be paid as starters because we weren't going to play them as starters because right for the drum roll. We had two guys that we thought were going to have pretty good years and they turned out to actually have pretty good years. So much to the point where when people talk about what this team needs now, some of those same people that kept talking about pass rush, pass rush, they mentioned the fact that they need some depth at pass rush. But more than anything, they're talking about interior players that this team needs. More than anything, they're talking about uh, guys that they need on the offensive line. More than anything, they're even mentioning big wide receiver and corners that can play man-to-man. Hardly anybody's talking about pass rush, and it is still something that Trent Baalke has never addressed for last season. Imagine that. Imagine he didn't address the thing that you talked about the most last year. And now you're obviously not talking about it anymore. And this is a moment where he could say, see, I told you. But he won't. He won't. And he probably shouldn't because this is not what you do. You just keep keep your head down and keep going about your business. But this is where you got to be careful what you ask for. Some of the things that you think are the biggest glaring problems and the biggest glaring needs of this team, they aren't. And you discover that whenever you really take your emotions out of it and you look out there and you see they did not need a pass rusher to be paid as a starter last year. Nope, didn't need it. Mm -mm. Because it cuts into the other two guys being able to perform the way that they wanted to perform. They needed depth and they needed backup guys. The thing is, those guys are real, real hard to find because everybody wants to be a starter. And then even the older guys who used to start, they want to be paid a certain amount of money while they're on their way out of the league or they want to go for a championship. You got to draft those dudes. You got to draft those dudes or either sign those guys that have played in those uh, complimentary roles before. That's why I keep mentioning guys like Dorrance Armstrong. I don't think they have. Any they want to they want a few more opportunities and they want to make some more money, right? It's not like they 
expect to come in here and and unseat Trayvon. And Trayvon Walker isn't going to three technique. He'd be the smallest three technique. Weight-wise, at 6'5", 272, he'd be the smallest three technique in the league. I don't know everybody's saying, well, put 10 pounds on him. At 285, he might still be the smallest three technique in the league. Um, and the ones that are 290, like Ed Oliver and, and, and Aaron Donald, they're 6'1". So they're built a little differently. Trayvon can play the big end position at 280 easily. That's Danico Archer is 285. J.J. Watt was 285 for a lot of his career until later in the career. And he got up to like 290. Yeah, the big end position, the one Adam Gosses plays. Yeah, he could play that where he's lined up head on over the right tackle or shading the outside uh, shoulder of the, the right tackle as opposed to being bottled up inside even on running downs. I don't like that idea. So be careful what you ask for. Need must align with good players. Take good football players first. And then if they're all even, uh, that's when you kind of go towards the need a little bit. Or move back. If you're going to take a player that's not ranked as high, move back a little bit. Get an extra, uh, you know, you get a chance to reach into the jar an extra time with another second or a third round pick. And then just hope that you hit on a guy that's pretty good, but not quite uh, ranked as high. Because remember, that word prospect is the likeliness, the likelihood that something something is going to happen, the prospect of it happening. The like the likeliness means just bigger, stronger, faster and all of that stuff. And then maybe looking at the body of work and seeing what kind of work a player has, because sometimes guys change when they get paid. So that's what the Jaguars have to do. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell you players at need positions in the second segment that are actually uh, guys that are obtainable by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'm going to do it without thinking about free agency because you have to get up. You have to get um, in the position, you know, to draft these guys and, you have to do the eval now without – and what you do in the eval now will, will probably help you determine – it will probably help you determine what you're going to be able to do in free agency because you're going to get an idea of what you can get and what you can't. And then the thing about free agency, you'll know that those guys that you get, they're more of a proven commodity, and uh, you'll know exactly what you're paying for as opposed to the little bit of a crapshoot nature that you have in the NFL. So segment two players in mobile that the Jags need. And then segment three players that are too good to ignore, even if they don't present themselves to be at a position of need. We'll go through it all here on locked on Jaguar. Got to let y'all know about today's sponsor, man, which is eBay motors, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. All the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers (laughs) 
Segment two here on Locked On Jaguars, where we are trying to go through the evaluation process and look up uh, all of these players that the Jaguars need and like and see who they can get before they start reshuffling their board to get back to free agency, which actually comes before they'll be able to go into this draft process. All right, let's take a look at it, man. Guys that I like that are obtainable, whether it be in the first, second. I don't know what pick they – if they re-sign Calvin Ridley, what pick they're going to not have. But we'll just name three guys, whether it be a first, second, or a third, or a first, second, or a fourth-round guy. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go through it. I don't think it's a first-round pick, but I'm going to go in alphabetical order because that's where I'm looking at it. I really like Brandon Coleman from TCU. He actually had a couple of good showings at practice. He played tackle. He's a big kid that I believe can move inside and play guard and give them a little versatility. He's probably more suited for left guard than right guard, but I think he's a real good player. Christian Haynes is a good player, but I keep telling myself that he is absolutely too small at 6'2", about 315. kind of has that Rodney Hudson body to him, but I think he's a good football player, but I think a team that wants to be bigger and physical isn't going to sit there and use a day one or a day two pick on somebody that, Although he's physical, he's a little bit small. But this is where I, I say don't get yourself in trouble passing a good player trying to fit certain traits. Cooper Beebe, he's in everybody's mock draft as a guy that the Jaguars should take. He's big. He's pretty big. He's 330-some-odd pounds. He's 6'3", but he's pretty good. He's pretty physical, and he moves people around. So uh, it could be uh, an option. Dominique Pooney, we mentioned him yesterday from Kansas, is a very good player. Uh, maybe a guy that you can get with that third pick, whether it's a third or a fourth round pick, we'll see. But I did see Dominique Pooney even listed in some people's top 50. Graham Barton, where does he play? Play tackle at Duke. Does he play guard or does he even play center? But that versatility and that talent makes him a dude that's worthy to be watched uh, late in the first round if the Jaguars do decide to move back. Somebody that's moving up people's draft boards and he's a draft favorite of the Jaguars is Jackson Powers Johnson. And he has had a good showing in mobile i tell you what if the jaguars love their center luke fortner it probably won't happen but if they're honest this is a dude that i believe helps their team day one and makes fortner expendable and makes him a swing player so you just got to make sure that you don't pass a dude up because you're hoping that your your mediocre pick that you picked a couple of years ago ends up turning out to be something that he has not been yet and something I don't think he's ever going to be. Jordan Morgan, I think he's a pure left tackle, even though his arms are shorter than people thought. He's a good player out of Arizona. But I think they're going to move Anton Harrison over to left tackle, and I wouldn't take Jordan Morgan. Uh, I would, though. I would look at Kingsley Suamatea because I think he's a very good player. A different player than Coleman from TCU, but similar to the point where I think he's better suited at guard, but he could also play right tackle uh, because I think he's a very good player. I like Layton Robinson out of Texas A&M. Played in a good league with a lot of competition. Patrick Paul, I really like. I think he's a pure left tackle out of Houston, so that may be someone that might not be around. Cedric Van Pran left the senior bowl, but he can play center. I think he might be able to play guard a little bit too, but we'll see if that uh, manifests itself. Taliesi Fuaga, 
will not be around, I don't believe, when the Jaguars pick at 17. He is flying up boards. I saw him in the top 10 in somebody's board from Oregon State. Very, very good player. You keep hearing a lot about Troy Fatanu. I'm hearing the same things about him, a guy who played tackle but is expected to play guard. Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma is very intriguing because he has so much upside. Uh, Going to take a minute. Got a little th- got some polish, but people really love his length at 6'7". And the way he moves, Zach Frazier is another center that might be a little bit too short uh, for the Jaguars. So if we stand right there in the trenches, we look over at guys like now the Jaguars are going to have guys that are very, very multiple in the way that they're going to play. I think they're going to rotate eight guys. Of course, you're going to keep Josh Allen and you're going to keep Trayvon Walker on the field as much as possible. And then whoever they get in free agency. But I think they're going to really try to get after it and, and put people in passing situations so you can never have enough rush. I like Adisa Isaac, the kid from Penn State. I like Chop Robinson, too. But Chop Robinson looks like a guy who is probably going to be flagged for not being long enough for Trent Balky. Braden Fisk is having a very good camp or, or practice session up at Senior Bowl. Just feisty and nasty. You just got to worry about the armless issue with him as well. I do like Brandon Doyle's kid out of Oregon as a rotational piece. I probably wouldn't go that way in the first round, but maybe on day two if he's around there, that's somebody you take a look at. Chris Braswell is interesting. I probably wouldn't go there either. I also like Cedric Johnson because of his size and his versatility. So look for the Jaguars with guys like Cedric Johnson and guys like Gabe Hall, Really look for the Jacksonville Jaguars to probably be in a situation where they're going to take these dudes, whether you don't know if the dudes are three technique, you don't know if the guys are. Darius Robinson is another one of those guys. These dudes are uh, Rook or Aurora, 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 I think that's how you say his name, is another one who's just like that. He's not at the senior bowl, but what he is is, He's a guy at 6'4", 6'5", floats anywhere between 290 and 295 where they don't really have a position. But I think the Jaguars are going sort of, with with the exception of whoever they have playing at nose tackle, I think they're going to a little bit of position less. And now when you say position less, that doesn't mean they can do everything. But they're too good a football player for you to typecast at one specific type of spot. They just understand the assignment, know what they're supposed to do, and they get out there and they just absolutely play football. So those are some guys in the trenches. Those are the priority positions, the ones that if you sit here and say you want to take a player that's not one of those two positions, people are going to get mad at you, right? Just like they've been doing at me. Yeah, they're going to get mad at you and tell you you don't know what you're talking about. So what I'll do now is take a look at some dudes who I like that are at positions that aren't one of those two. The draft doesn't end with the first pick. In fact, one of these guys might get taken with the first pick because those other positions I just mentioned are so deep, which the defensive line group isn't as deep, but it's starting to look a little bit better because they got so many guys that you can just use the situational football players that absolutely just know how to play the game. So it's something just you got to keep your eye on a little bit and make sure and make sure that what you do is uh, continue to position yourself to really, really make sure you get good football players because it looks like I told you, if you don't pick them, you got to play against them. 
Locked On has launched the first ever national 24-7 streaming channel. That's right, national sports 24 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first national sports 24-7 streaming channel. More players mentioned that I think are good players that are guys the Jaguars can use and guys they need, but just might not be the highest priority. I'll talk about that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. Today's show is sponsored by FanDuel. Man, I got to let you know about FanDuel. They got one more game, one more big football game. To all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. I got a real, real good history with parlays on the Super Bowl. I think in the last 10 years, I'm like 7 out of 10, right? So FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or 2 or 3. You can uh, watch who will win the game, but, but you also – We'll get a chance to bet on which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports book partner of the NFL. All right, third and final segment here on Locked On Jaguars. We're at your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. We talked about players that play in the trenches where the Jaguars can get bigger and more physical. Didn't mention free agency, so we know that that comes first. The evaluation of these players comes first, but then you got to go through free agency, and hopefully your pro personnel department has done their job. Hopefully this will let you know what you can get in the draft even though sometimes you don't really look at it that way, you just look at the draft independently and say, look, this is the foundation of the guys that we're going to get, the foundation of the guys that we're going to have at the cheapest point in their career who can give us some production and who are going to set the foundation for the future of this team. So you always want to make sure that you have the right, just get the best players you can absolutely get, but you always want to also focus on need and you don't want to be redundant meaning the best players in, in the draft also line up at the same positions of the best players in free agency. You kind of want to mix and match it up a little bit and just look at it sort of in two different ways, but kind of the same, if that's not too much to confuse you with. So we're going to look at some players that play positions that other people do not think is a priority. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop right here at linebacker, and I'm going to tell you that Peyton Wilson – is going to be a really, really good player for somebody. He's a tackling machine, man. And I love the Jaguars. You know, Devin Lloyd, according to PFF, was the most improved player. And, of course, Foyle uh, Lewicon, I think he might have led the league in tackles again for like a third year. At least he was in the top three for the third consecutive year after leading after leading the team um, all, all season. So there are a bunch of wide receivers that aren't here, like, Rome or Dunes. He ain't coming here. He ain't going to get out of the top five or top six. Of course, Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors. Don't even think about it. You're just not going to get him, right? 
But there will be a lot of other players. Brian Thomas Jr. is one of them. Adonai Mitchell is another big, tall receiver. Keon Coleman is another one. Johnny Wilson, I don't like him too much, even though I'm a Florida State fan. I just think that there's, while there's a lot of promise, there's just too much stuff that needs to be worked on. But at the Senior Bowl, the guys I just mentioned are at Senior Bowl. Names at the Senior Bowl. And when I'm looking at wide receivers, normally I'm looking at a bigger wide receiver, right? Thinking like who can be the third or fourth guy if they don't keep Zay Jones. They need someone who can contribute. This is also meaning that I'm thinking they're going to keep Calvin Ridley and they're going to have Christian Kirk. And, of course, they have uh, Washington, P.J. Washington, not P.J. Washington, uh, Washington from last year out of Penn State that they took and they drafted. So I'm thinking a bigger guy, right? But there's this kid that keeps just throwing a monkey wrench in my program, and he's on my thumbnail. His name is Malachi Corley. I think Malachi Corley is going to be a superstar in the National Football League. He does all of those things that players like him they're always successful, whether it's Debo Samuel, Amon Ross, St. Brown, uh, just Antonio Brown, just guys that sort of play like they got a big chip on their shoulder, right? Like they play angry. He plays wide receiver the way Pacheco from Kansas City plays running back. It's just like, like he got an attitude. Like he's just mad at everybody, right? I love guys like that. I think he fights for the ball. I think he's feisty. And I don't want to see him end up on one of the teams that's our rival. So we'll say Devontae Walker is another guy out of North Carolina. Tez can play, man. He had a couple of drops so far in practice, but he can run like the wind. He's 6'3. I think he's a real good developmental receiver. And, and this is why, as much as I like Chad, uh, Chad Hall, the receivers coach, this is where you just wish you had Kenny McCardell or somebody like the O'Brien Hardline. Somebody that can really, really that has a long track record of making these guys perform on a consistent level. Lad McConkey, another player I really, really like who could become a fan favorite. I don't know why everybody thinks just because a white guy is a, is a receiver that he's going to become a fan favorite. I think I don't think it's because of his skin. I think it's because how he plays. He's opportunistic. He makes things happen uh, after the catch, uh, and I really like him. Another guy, another name, Brendan Rice. That's Jerry's son, but he's really making a name for himself as a technician, as a tactician, a big physical receiver who can uh, not allow people to knock him off of his square. And Marcus Rosemey-Jackson out of Georgia. We never really saw him get off the way. Uh, and Georgia receivers don't really put up a whole bunch of stats, but he has a big body. He's physical, and I do believe uh, he makes your room better as a fourth receiver type. Other guys like uh, Roman Wilson and Ricky Pearsall, they're really, I believe, guys that are going to be nickel types and slot types. If you're looking for a fifth receiver, there you go. Xavier Levitt, Leggett, there's a little bit of trepidation on him because arm length and all of that stuff, he didn't quite work out. Uh, it hasn't worked out the way. Now, some people are still reporting that he he's playing pretty well. His tape is what it is, though. He has a body sort of like A.J. Brown. I just don't think he has the biggest hands and the longest arms, and that may scare somebody off, including the GM from here. So those are players, I believe, that are at positions that are just too good to ignore uh, at wide receiver. Of course, corner is another spot that I have been telling people about. I'm a big Nate Wiggins fan. I'm a fan of his regardless of whether or not they play press man or if they don't. I like Nate Wiggins. I think do, – do, do some of the guys I mentioned have warts? Sure. But that's what this is. Nobody's perfect, right? 
But if you're going to start getting into those later rounds, my favorite uh, corner in the later rounds is not really the later rounds. I mean, round two, uh, round well, mainly round three and maybe round four, Max Melton from Rutgers. I really like Max Melton a ton. And Josh Newton. I think those guys, they fight, they scrape, and they scratch for everything. Kyrie Jackson is your, your freakazoid that may be a second-round pick. Uh, for the Jaguars, if you want a guy that's almost 6'4", to be able to compete and give you a little bit of an advantage. So, yeah, those are the guys that I really, really like. I even like Cam Hart a lot. I know the name, too, and I think some of them from the Jaguars were paying a lot of attention to him yesterday. So don't get caught so much in need where you forget to draft good football players. That's my advice to the Jaguars. You see where my mindset is on the guys, and maybe it'll allow you to go watch them, go watch some of their tape, Watch not just the highlights, but full games to see if those guys disappear and uh, how they play when the ebb and the flow of the game is in their favor and when it's not. And I think it helps you understand what type of player they can be in the NFL. All right. Make sure y'all take care of each other. We'll have more from the senior bowl. I'm going to try to catch up with uh, Keith Sanchez uh, or my boy Dame uh, from Locked on NFL Draft. We'll try to catch up with them and get some reports from some of these guys from the Senior Bowl, or I can just keep watching it myself, and I'll give you those reports. Either way, we'll be here all week, and make sure you tap back in. Take care of each other, and we'll see you next time on Locked on Jaguar.